Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the Scriptures. My Bible Study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello everyone everywhere, this is Pastor Robert Thibodeau. Welcome to My Bible Study. Praise God, we're so glad that you're joining us today. We are here to study the Bible verse by verse, our walk through the Bible with commentary to help further your understanding of the scriptures. Praise God, we're so glad that you're here today. I hope you've been enjoying this study. Uh, What I want to do right now is welcome our viewers on Facebook. Hello, everybody out there on Facebook land. Praise God. We're so glad that you're joining us today as well. We pray that you're getting a blessing out of this. This is my Bible study, a verse-by-verse walk through the Bible with commentary designed to help further your understanding of the scriptures. Hallelujah. And we started in Genesis chapter 1 with day one of creation. Amen. All right. If you missed any of the teachings, I encourage you to go down to our website at mybiblestudy.life. Not .com, .life, because life is the whole purpose of what we're doing here. And you can click over to the podcast and you listen to smaller bites of this teaching. Uh, the entire sessions are take, that are taken from this teaching on every Sunday morning, and I break those down into smaller bite-sized chunks, I guess you could say, where it, it's just a little easier for people to consume instead of taking a whole hour out of their time to listen But if you want to watch the recordings of our Sunday broadcast of My Bible Study, they're available over on our YouTube channel as well. Amen? Now, to recap what we've studied so far about creation, we started in the beginning, praise God, with Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, which discusses basically light versus dark. Okay, We then studied day 2 with verses 6 through 8, which describes the formation of the seas and the sky. We then moved through day 3 in verses 9 through 13 and studied the formation of land and plants. We've seen how God established how the plants would reproduce themselves through seed after its own kind and laying the groundwork for what we will get into, which is the law of seed time and harvest, but that'll be for a further study. Then, uh, basically, days 1 through 3, if you, if you want to just summarize it, took us from Everything being formless, without form, void. And we studied how the actual uh, the Hebrew word translates over as chaos. There's no form or order to anything. And God took us from formless to everything being formed or in order. And last time we studied day four in verses 11, I'm sorry, verses 13 through 19. And that discussion involved the formation of the lights, the stars, the moon, to give light to this earth. Now, well, I thought that God said light be and light was in verse 1. Yes, he did. But then we studied about how that actually was talking about God's glorious light. His glory became a manifestation of light. God is light. God is love. That glory was physically visible. And that's the glory of God. Amen. But in order to establish lights on the earth, 
we have, and if you want to reference that, you can go back and look at in the book of Revelation where the new Jerusalem comes down and says there is no need for the star or for the sun or moon because his light, Jesus' light, gave light to that the new creation, the, the new beginning, the new Jerusalem, our heavenly home, praise God. So for right now, here we are in day four where... Uh, God establishes the sun to give light during the day, the moon a lesser light amount at night. Why didn't he just make it where the sun could be there 24 hours a day? Maybe put a sun on each side. Well, one, it'd heat up the earth too much. But number two, the all of creation needs the rest and rejuvenation that sleep or hibernation and things like that provides. If you notice flowers, when they open up, they open up to the sun. And then at night, they close back up a little bit. Right, So this is all part of the cycle of life that God establishes. Everything, even plants, animals, and people need that period of rest and rejuvenation in order to make it through the next day and the next day and the next day. So to do that, God still has light. He has the moon, a lesser light. And he also established stars. You know, It may not seem like there's very much light in the stars at night. However... Uh, being in the military, I can tell you that the night vision goggles, you could have a moonless night, right? a new moon. There's no light coming from the moon at all, or at least what's visible. But the stars themselves will give you enough light if you have the proper equipment that you can see everything clearly, even in pitch blackness. And that's what has given our military the advantage over a lot of the enemies uh, that we've been facing is the ability to see and operate at night just as if it was daytime. Praise God. But that's the purpose of the lights. Now, today we'll begin looking at day five of creation, and we'll begin here in verse number 20 of Genesis chapter 1. This is the formation of the birds and the of the air and the fish of the sea. So let's read this together in verse number 20. And God said... Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life. And uh, that's a, a spirit of life is what he's talking about here. A spirit of life that has its own mind, its own will, its own emotions. Now, some people say, well, animals don't have a will. They just have their nature. You haven't seen my dogs, have you? <laughs> you tell them, come here, and if it's doing something else it doesn't want to... They, you know, you can exert your will over it by going to pick it up and bringing it over here. But if these animals have a, a mind and will of their own, okay, uh, they're going to do what they want. Now, you can train them to obey you, okay? But you're looking at, what you're looking at basically, though, is a created being that has life within itself. That's That's what this means here. That has life within itself. Birds that may fly above the earth and the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moves, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their own kind. Every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters and the sea. Let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. Hallelujah. On the fifth day of creation week, the earth 
was now ready to support animal life. God had made water. He made the soil. He made the air. He made the plants and the fruits for food. Notice how God just doesn't say, Day one, light be. Day two, man be. He didn't do that. Why? Where was the man going to end up? Stuck down in this formless void? With total chaos ready? No provisions at all? All right, boy. I done created you. You're on your own. Let's see how, how well you do. No, God did not do that. His plan all along was, again, we studied this back in the first session with the Lucifer's rebellion, taking a third of the angels into rebellion with him. God just put that rebellion right out. But now all the other angels are like, whoa. Right. So what he was establishing was, I don't want to have these created beings obey me because they're scared that they'll end up in the abyss where I, which I'm reserving for Satan and all those other angels to suffer for ever and ever and ever. I want to show them and to allow them to serve me willingly. And in order to establish that, I have to create a being that has the ability to choose to do so. So his plan was to create man, not so much to prove to the angels how great God is, that would be a side effect, but to have another being created equal with him. <gasps> how can you say you're equal to God? That's blasphemy. Yes, I understand that. But what he's saying is, if he loves God as much as God loves him, this man will be one with God. And we are able to do that through Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, had to have a choice whether or not he was going to love God unconditionally. And in order to do that, just like Abraham was tested with Isaac, right? Abraham, God did not want Isaac sacrificed because he had some morbid fascination with, you know, someone would offer their children to me and sacrifice. That's what the other gods, Molech and all these other false religions would do. Now, God knew that. But yet Abraham believed God for this child. And it took many, many years for Abraham to realize even when his loins were dead and Sarah's womb was dead, he still believed God would fulfill his promise. And God did. Isaac was born. Now, when Abraham tried to go out and run off on his own and, and help God out, the result was an Ishmael. Ishmael is basically a compromise. You know, I don't, I don't know if God's going to do this or not. So I think I'll do this and help him out. God doesn't need your help. Okay, You need God's help. And you need to be on God's timetable, not your own. Well, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. So Abraham and Sarah came up with this plan. And the result was an Ishmael. And that Ishmael is still plaguing God's people today through the nation of Islam and uh, the Islamic nations and Muslims and all that. You know, so that is still a problem today. 
But God, because it was Abraham's child, said, I'll go ahead and let them prosper and multiply. But the promise is coming through Isaac. So Abraham had that promise. And then one day God said, Abraham. He goes, yes, Lord. I want you to go to a mountain I'm going to show you about. And I want you to offer Isaac to me as a sacrifice. Now, Abraham knew that's what all the pagan gods would ask. Abraham didn't understand why God was going to ask him to do that. But Abraham trusted God. He's proven himself faithful over and over and over and over and over again. So Abraham said, there has to be a reason in this. But God also promised me that my future generations are going to be blessed through Isaac. I don't know how he's going to do it. But somehow God has to raise Isaac from the dead. Okay, so off they go. And you notice it does not say, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves. I'm just trying to explain the purpose for creation and, and all that right now. But since we're on this topic, notice it does not say that Abraham went in and discussed this situation with Sarah. No, because mama bear syndrome would kick in and Abraham might end up with a frying pan alongside the head. You are not taking my boy anywhere to do any such thing, right? So off they go. Just, hey, we're going to leave. I'll be, we're going to go offer a sacrifice to God and I'll, we'll be back. On the way, Isaac starts noticing something's weird because he's been taught how to do these sacrifices. He goes, Father, I see the fire that we're carrying, the coals for the fire. I see the wood for the fire. But I don't see an animal of sacrifice. Abraham prophesying. Really what he's trying to do is just make an excuse, but in effect he was prophesying. Say, God will provide for himself a sacrifice, my son. And so when they get up to the top, he explains to Isaac what this sacrifice is actually going to be. Isaac willingly climbed up on that altar, allowed Abraham to tie him up, it doesn't say that. Think about it. Abraham's almost 100 years old. Maybe even over 100, probably 110 or something by this time. And Isaac is a young man, willing to make his own choice. It wasn't like he's six, seven years old, eight years old, and Abraham just overpowers him, wraps him up in uh, binding cords, and you know Isaac's screaming, no, no, don't do it, Dad. Please, please don't do this. You know, It's not like that. Isaac, Abraham willingly was going to offer Isaac. Isaac willingly submitted himself, trusting God, both of them trusting God. And when Abraham was ready to go ahead and complete the sacrifice, before he could plunge that knife into Isaac, God said, Abraham, Abraham. He goes, yes, Lord. And probably with the knife up in there, yes, Lord. He goes, don't kill the boy. Now that I've seen you are willing to do this, I also will be obligated to do the, basically same, be willing to do the same thing for my son. And he looked up and there was the ram stuck in the bushes. Then notice this didn't say a lamb or a sheep. It was a ram, which was a priestly sacrifice. All right. So we got way ahead of ourselves, but I just want you to understand that by what Abraham did, 
God was now obligated to offer his son. And through his son, Jesus, we have the opportunity to receive the forgiveness of sins and the gift of everlasting life, to be reborn into the new creation and become children of the living God. So that's what I'm getting. That's why I said all of creation was designed to get to that point where God could demonstrate all of creation and the angels themselves that if given the choice, my creation will willingly serve me and be with me forever. They have to have that choice. I'm giving them the choice just to prove that what I'm doing to the fallen angels, what I'm doing to them is because they made a choice. And their choice was not to be with me, not to obey me, not to love me, not to fulfill their purpose in being created. Instead, he said, I'm going to give all of creation its own choice. And it culminates in the creation of mankind. Now, we got off all that. That's on day five of creation. Okay, So... The earth was ready to support now animal life. God had made the water, the soil, the air, the plants and fruits for food. He created the sun to give light and warmth. And now God created the earth's first inhabitants, the animals that live in the sea and those that also fly in the air. Once again, he simply spoke them into existence. If you have the opportunity to speak something. That is a decision. You know, if I said to you, dog, everyone has their own image of what's being created. But if I said, big dog, okay, that eliminates some of the smaller dogs. Now you're picturing a big dog. A big brown dog, okay, that narrows it down even clearer. A big brown dog with short hair, Okay, that narrows it down even further. A big brown dog with short hair and white spots. That now changes what you're visualizing. Okay? Words have a specific purpose. And specific words will generate specific things. And it comes from what you have in your mind. Your imagination is what is being designed right now. If I said a big brown dog with white spots and a sign that says Fido hanging around his neck, that's what you just visualized, right? So God is speaking specific words for a specific purpose and a specific design. This is not some haphazard thing. God has a vision in his mind of what he wants and what their purpose is, right? When he created the earth from total chaos into an ordered system. When he created uh, the seas and separated the sea from the land, it was for a specific purpose. When he then established the lights to give light to the earth, he, it was for a specific purpose. When he created the plants, it was for a specific purpose, which was to give food to his creation. Right Now, He's creating the first inhabitants, the animals, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. And once again, he simply spoke them into existence and they all came into being 
simultaneously, boom, they were there. All right. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.